Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined by special guest, Corey Piper. Yeah. With over 200,000 followers, about 5 million views across platforms, subscribers that go out the roof. Mm. This man has been putting Milwaukee on his back. He's Hawaiian. He's about four. No, I'll fuck with you. <laughs> Great man. Um, I admire his drive, his ambition. And, you know, it's been great watching his success take off. I reached out. It's been a long time coming, but here we are. So without further ado, how you doing, Corey? Yes, sir. Hey, hey. dog. <laughs> bro, you got to literally have, like, the best intros, bro. I've watched all your episodes, and every time it's like, damn, who is this person? I can't wait to see this. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man, you know? Hey, but I'm honest about that. Um, you know, I've been, I've been watching your success. I mean, to be honest with you, in the beginning, like, I don't know, you were with some uh, type of church management? Uh, <laughs> Good Fight Studios. Yeah, and you did a performance at the Miramar, yeah, yeah. and it was the first time I tried R&B. That was a short stint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you performed, too. I performed right, oh, nice. right before you went No, Yeah, right before you went on. They had the whole banner. Yeah, the C-Pipes banner. The C-Pipes, dude. All my guys are in suits, <laughs> like hella over the top, but yeah. it looked fire, yeah. That's but it, it, it's been amazing watching where your success is taking you. I mean, pfft. You're working alongside some of the biggest names in the industry. You're managed by a former guest, Philly Flyboy. Uh, Philly Flyboy. Hey, let's get let's do this for him, bro. I knew it. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Boop. Shout out Philly. But uh, with all that being said, you know, um, I appreciate you uh, stepping onto the platform and, and I appreciate you having making me. time. So uh, let, let's dive in. Let's get it. So where were you born? Uh, I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, born and raised here my whole life. Gotcha. Um, but like we were talking before, too, you know, I'm Hawaiian, so I got a yeah. lot of family in the islands, and that's always been a big part of, you know, who I am. And, uh, yeah, so I, I get out to the islands often, see my family, my aunties, my grandmas, my grandpas. Yeah. And um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm always here in the city. It's funny because people, like, don't always realize that I live in Milwaukee. They're like, where are you at, bro? L.A., Hawaii? I'm like, bro, I live in Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee all yes, day. <laughs> and I've seen the pictures online, social media, and you know what I mean? That's a big family. Yeah, definitely. Some, some, a lot yeah. of them were just here, actually. We had my uh, grandfather's 80th birthday party, oh. um, and a lot of them flew in from Hawaii. And we took a picture with literally, there's like four. 40 or 50 of us, and that's just like a fraction of, yeah. of the people in my family. So, yeah, it was nice to see everybody, though, up here. Let's do this for your grandpa, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's making it. Shout out my grandpa. <laughs> What's crazy, too, is yeah. actually, so he's an entertainer, and that's oh, wow. kind of, you know, I've definitely picked up some things from him and who he is. Um, you know, he ran karaoke for 20, 30 years, but, I mean, it's not just, like, running karaoke. He puts on a show, and he sings, you know, authentic Hawaiian music, and I actually just helped him uh, audition for America's Got Talent. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he called me, and he's like, grandson, I want to do this for me. I need your help. So yeah. um, we took a video of him singing, submitted that, and then also did the virtual auditions where they have a producer on screen with you, like a Zoom mm -hmm. call. Um, and he sang for that, so I mean, he's pretty excited. I think uh, I think they're gonna like what they heard. So we'll find out at the top of the year. Look at that generations yeah. <laughs> coming together. Yes, sir. Um, how was your childhood? Uh, my childhood was good. Um, you know, I played a lot of sports. I tried a lot of things as a kid. You know, I was playing basketball. I was playing football, golf, volleyball. Even um, I was a skateboarder for a little phase of my life. I was at mm -hmm. Four Seasons like all the time. Um, you know, but I just, I had a, I had a generally, you know, really good childhood. I had parents that loved me, um, you know, and, you know, middle, middle-class family. Yeah. Grew, I grew up in West Dallas. I went to, uh, West Dallas, Nathan Hale. Ooh, yeah. look at Hale out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was a good childhood. Ah, man. You know, and, and, and that's crazy. Cause I, I went to South Hawaii. What year you graduated? Uh, 08. Okay, I graduated in 07. Oh, yeah, so right Yeah, around. it was right around the same area. But yeah. um, my senior year, I never knew Nathan Hale or Central existed in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that year, uh, for some reason, I, I started talking to a chick. That's another story. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, definitely. I ain't gonna lie, that's a wild school, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I heard it's gotten wilder. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I always still get love from my teachers back at Hale. They, you yeah. know, they follow me on my pages and see what I'm doing, and they're always showing a lot of love and support. So that's you know, awesome. Yeah. You know, um, with childhood, you know, uh, what's your earliest memory of of finding a a, a love for music? Uh. So I would say um, probably eighth grade. Um, I was in middle school last year in middle school, and my cousins went to Franklin, and they had brought me to like a little kid party over there, a bunch of middle schoolers. And I remember I had written this rap. It was called, it was some super whack. Like it was called like <laughs> the gingerbread man or something. <laughs> and I was at this little kid party with them, and, you know, my cousin Brock had told people like, yeah, my cousin can rap. And I'm like, bro, don't even say that. Don't, you know, don't even do it. And everybody started like chiming in, like, yeah, rap for us, rap for us. They started throwing dollar bills in the middle of the room, like, bro, just do it. And I remember I literally spit this rap for them, and everybody was like, dang, your cousin's cold, bro. <laughs> and I was kind of like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. Like, I never envisioned myself as a rapper growing up. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I never thought I would be a, a artist, a singer, or songwriter, or any of that. And um, that was kind of like the moment. And then I went through high school and, you know, I, I did some music in high school. That's actually where I met DJ Cell. Shout, Shout out. out to DJ Cell. Shout out to my boy. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had recorded my first mixtape. And I remember because they had like a, a, a movement yeah. going on, too. You I know, what, they, man, what were they called? Man. Fatso ENT. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. And I remember, you know, he had this uh, little studio built at his house, mm -hmm. kind of in the neighborhood from where the school was. So, um, you know, he had let me come over there once and record. And, you know, our energy together was just great. Like, you know how sometimes like you work with people and it's just like not a good fit for whatever oh, for sure. reason. And like me and him just fed off of each other and the energy was so dope. And I remember I like when school would get out, I'd be at his house before he was at his house. Yeah. And I'm like knocking on the door, like just dying to record or come, you know, try something out. Um, and yeah, he helped me do my first mixtape. So high school was, was dope. People start, you know, words, word of mouth. I started going to different little, you know, gatherings and house parties and things like that. And people would find out that I was doing music. Um, and then it was really when I got to college, I would say freshman year in college, I went to UW-Milwaukee uh, for two years and I had met this guy, um, that's the the people you're talking about, Aaron Lucas, shout out to yeah. him. He played a big role um early on in my career. And I had seen him in the gym and one of my one of my buddies was like, Hey, he owns, you know, a record label, like a, a big mm -hmm. studio. And so, no lie, in the middle of the gym, like, he's over here bench pressing, right? Like, yeah. and I walk up to him with my headphones, like, hey, bro, you want to listen to this song that I cut? Like, I heard you do music, and I heard you got a studio. I'd love for you to check this out. And, like, in the middle of his reps, he was like, all right, let me see what you got. <laughs> I had no shame. I'm just like, hey, bro, I know you're working out, but hey, check this out real check quick. Check this out. And uh, he listened to it, and... You know, he loved what he heard, so he had invited me out to the studio, and we cut a song called "I Can Take You," and that went on to like I've won like second place in Kiss Kiss uh, mm -hmm. Kiss Idol, I think it was called at the yeah, time, you. and you know, so that kind of just like I, it was just like things started kind of falling into place, and then um, music just blew into something that you became passionate. Yeah, with. just it was like a snowball that just kept growing and growing and then I was like, all right, maybe I shouldn't ignore this. Like maybe I should really yeah. take it seriously and do it for real. Um and that's when I had went out to Hawaii with Philly yeah. um and shot my first music Well, before video. we get too far ahead, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's let's retract, but um you know, with all this passion, mm -hmm. you know, coming out, it's it's I it's natural to you, but so to others that would be overwhelming 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 yeah and um with that you know falling finding this passion who were musical influences of yours i would say um you know being hawaiian i was listening to a, a lot of guys from the islands like uh jay boog and common kings and fiji and rebel soldiers and you know people like that but um you know my mom she would play a little bit of rap music in the house my mom's a, a young mom 
and she was listening to like Beastie Boys and yeah. Kid Rock and like Limp Biscuit and you know things like that. <laughs> so so it was kind of like I had this island side of me that was like reggae melodies, and, yeah. and then there was like this like punk rock rap almost, mm-hmm. you know, and and that kind of just you know played a part into you know me molding my own sound. And, well, through these years of you know finding more and more passion, what were some of the aliases you went through, or was it always? No, I went by C Pipes. C Pipes. Um, well, the first group I was in, I, we had a group called Uniqueness. <laughs> <laughs> Uniqueness with a capital Q. I was like, yeah, we're going to be different and we're going to spell it different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, it worked at the time. We sold hella shirts at the high school and I mean, people loved it. Um, then I went by C Pipes and then I had met um, Aaron Biebert. Actually, shout and, out to Aaron. Yeah, B- I got to do it. And I had linked up with him and and, and he's played a, a big role in yeah. my music career as well. Mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he was the one that kind of was like, hey, bro, see pipes like just go by your real name, like Corey Piper. Like people are going to respect that a lot more. And I think, too, like see pipes didn't really give you a good um impression of who I am and the kind of music that I did mm-hmm. you know so I think Corey Piper and I, I fought him for a while until I'm like no I'm C-Pipes you want to hear some C-Pipes because yeah. this is very similar to what you're doing right now <laughs> a branding thing the from branding. Aaron well he's the he helped me with the the whole rebrand and he pushed me away from um it was originally just spearhead conversations one big two long words you know yeah and um it took some you know, he. I, I just trusted his, you know, his advice, and I've always looked up to him with the, uh, with the production and everything. He yeah. knows this, so it kind of. He's good at guiding people, you know. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, they're, they're good family. Him, Jenny, yep. the Jenny kids. kids. Yeah, they're tall as hell now. <laughs> no, they taller than me, man. <laughs> I see. I remember when they were little kids, and then I seen them at uh uh um. Show me Milwaukee, the yeah. premiere. Yeah, shout out to Beebs too. The the show that he's got with Jay, they're going yeah. crazy right now on the very local. Make sure you go check it out. Um, but I seen his kids at the premiere, and I was like, they were like towering over me. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been crazy this past year because interviewing all them. Yeah. Um, I saw you at the finale yep. of Show Me Milwaukee. Um, yep. and it's just. It's a different world, man. You know, you see all these yeah. creatives, you see all these entertainers, and to be respected yeah. among them, yeah, I think it's, it's a different type of feel. Well, you've been killing it, bro. You've man. been going crazy. I've been following <laughs> you, too, and, like, just seeing you ramp up, like we were talking about earlier, too, with just the branding and the production and the cameras and the lights. I mean, all that plays a role in, like, yeah. just your consistency, too. Um, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah, like every every other day, I'm seeing a new interview that you did. And I'm like, damn, he's working. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> it's full time, bro. <laughs> yeah, so that's why when you hit me, I'm like, absolutely, I'm down. Let's do it. Um, you know, now music. You you would say college is where you really took it serious. Yeah. Um. When I when I started working with Philly, and shot my first visual. How did you meet Philly? Cause man, um, so I was when I was living in the dorms, um, one of one of my buddies had I, I needed a photo shoot uh, done, and mm-hmm. this was also in the MySpace time, <laughs> you know, like yeah. when that was the big platform, and you know, so I needed a photo shoot done, and I needed like you know they a lot of artists were starting to have like these dope banners and like mm-hmm. backgrounds and things. And so he did all that, photo shoots, graphics. And so my buddy introduced me to him. And he he, he came over. We did a photo shoot, knocked it out, like got along really well. Um, and that's when I had went back to my, you know, those guys, the good fight. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I think we should have Philly shoot, you know, the first music video. Um, the song was called Show You the World, and I wanted to shoot it in Hawaii. So yeah. they were like, all right, let's do it. They sent me and Philly together, just us two, to Hawaii for like a week. Yeah. Um, and that was when I really, when I, when I really kind of became Corey Piper and, and known in the city. And mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the dopest things about Milwaukee and the city is that they, you know, I was a little worried at first. You know, going and doing this Hawaiian island music, and then coming back to Milwaukee to promote that. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know how they were gonna take it. You know, like because it's uh, there was nobody else doing Hawaiian island music here in the city. Yeah. You know, like there's that's there, another thing I was gonna ask you. How would you describe the music you actually create? Uh, pop, 
top 40, little little bit of rap in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't really sure, like, you know, how they were going to take it. And Milwaukee's always shown love to me for just being who I am. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. they allowed me to be, you know, share my Hawaiian culture here and they embraced me for it. That was actually, I think, one of the reasons why I did start getting recognition in the city because I was true to who I am and I was blending these two different lives, you know, lives that I had that I was a part of. And, um, you know, it's been up since then. You know, it is unique because, I mean, one, who's another Hawaiian artist out here <laughs> yeah. in Milwaukee? But, you know, I, I've seen, like, man, uh, what was his? Uh, Ray Nitty. And yeah, he, shout out to Ray Nitty. I got some songs with him too. You know, I I, I did I talked to him for a little bit, but there was, man, there was somebody else in uh, the city that you um, collaborated with, and GA is in the starting of this video. Be Justice. No, he. Um, I did Up to Par with Denny Lanes and B Scott. I'm um, trying to think who else. I'm talking about Got It Next with Lil Saucy. No, in the beginning of your your we gonna have a <laughs> oh sincere sincere yeah yeah you know uh, one of the first videos I ever saw from you was good time good time yeah <laughs> and I hey man I bumped that track I, I appreciate it. to you but um, that was a dope video and just how that whole project yeah. came together and I remember they had actually hit me about doing that feature um, and it had a different beat the first time that they sent it mm-hmm. to me and. For whatever reason, I just I couldn't write anything or I, I wasn't connecting with it. And I remember I actually put that feature off for like nine months. Like I didn't. Oh, wow. And then they had revamped it. Um, Mammoth made a new beat and it just sounded like an anthem, like just the production and how mm-hmm. big it was. And I was like, yep, I'm going to the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that record back so fast. And then, you know, they put all the pieces together and, and we did an epic music video for it and, you know, a lot of promotions behind that. And yeah, it did well. Would you consider, uh, what would you consider your first break as an artist? My first break? Um, I would say, well, I mean, I've worked with a lot of dope artists like Sammy um, yeah. and Kirko Bangs. And, you know, Darnell Robinson um, and Sean Kingston, Trap Beckham, Cap G. I mean, I've worked with a lot of people. So I think I don't know if there was ever really a moment where it was like the big break that just all of a sudden put me on. Mm -hmm. I think it was just a slow, steady climb of of just consistency. Yeah. I mean, I know people always say that and it sounds cliche, but it really is the truth. Like. I tell people this all the time, like, I'm not the best rapper mm-hmm. by far, and I'm not the best singer by far, but, like, mm-hmm. every day I wake up and I, I'm doing something to further the business mm-hmm. or, or better myself, um, and I think after a while it's hard for people to not see that, yeah, you know, and then it just makes people more likely to want to help and, and find ways to collaborate with you and be creative mm-hmm. with you. And you Oh, know. I feel that. Because really with this, too, with the platform, it's like, you know, I'm two months ahead. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. I don't play. Like, and, you know, for the most part, it's just, there's so many stories in this city. Yeah. Yours being one so of them. Many. You know, so many stories. And people have been through some crazy shit. Crazy, <laughs> man. And just if you tap into what, what's going on, mm-hmm. but that consistency with yeah. that, following these stories and then being consistent with it, it just opens up doors of well, networking, I, collaboration. And I tell people this all the time too, like, I think a lot of people have this idea that, like, once you're on, you're on. Like, you're good. And, like, I don't think they realize, like, you're never just on. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a constant grind. struggle and grind to yeah. keep the momentum. Like, because momentum is, like, you know, that's, like, consistency, too. Like, the second you take your foot off the gas, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to bring it back. The grind. Yeah. Man. I mean, so it's, like, and, and everything's got to align. Like, being an artist is tough. Like, I watched this thing that Akon said the other day. I think it was Akon. And he's talking about how, like, the the artist is usually the last person to get paid. Yeah. And it's like, I I had to sit and think about it. I'm like, damn, that's messed up, right? Like, you think about it, like, not all the times, but most of the time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the engineer's getting paid. The studio's getting paid. The producer's, you know, you got to buy the beat. So the producer's getting paid. Mm -hmm. Then you got to have it mastered. He's getting paid. You got to have, 
a graphic designer make you know the 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 graphic the single art so they're getting paid you got to pay the music video director you got to it's like all these people get paid yeah. and then like maybe the artist will get paid down the line you know yeah. from the streams which we know don't amount to much like you got to be doing a lot of streams to really make good money off yeah. of that like so it's tough man it's a, it's a it's a constant grind mm-hmm. and I tell people too, like you gotta really love this shit. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't love this, you're not gonna last. Unfortunately, like if a couple knows to you discourages you, and you're like, oh man, I don't want to do it. Like, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, because you gotta be able to just take everything and just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. Man, I believe that. Amen yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, along this journey, um, performances are a big, big deal, mm-hmm. and you've collaborated with many big names on stage and you've named some of them uh earlier in the interview but um you've performed in over crowds that are over seventeen thousand. yeah uh bucks halftime show bucks halftime uh, <laughs> you'll be back i know that but um you know w- do you remember your first show and the emotions that went through when you first performed i i remember a show I already know Philly's going to be like, oh, not this story again. (laughs) (laughs) I did a show when I was in high school. Uh, It was just like a battle of the bands. And there was this other group that was, you know, also made music in the school. And there was kind of like this friendly rivalry between us. And I remember we had did this, um, you know, battle of the band show and just crushed it. Like I'm talking, just killed it. And at the end, like everybody was on their feet clapping and screaming. And I was just like, oh, damn, like this is real. Like, um, and I think, you know, ever since then, you know, performing at the Miramar, performing at the Rave, doing Summerfest, by the, by the way, Summerfest has been some of the best times in my life. Like those performances, there's nothing like performing at the world's largest music festival in your hometown. In your hometown. I think that's the flex right there. Literally. Cause I'm saying it'd be cool. Like, you know, you go somewhere else and do the world's, but in your hometown, like Mm -hmm. where your family can see it. And your peers and the people that have been watching your grind can actually come and see you in front of five, six, <laughs> seven thousand, like just rocking the lakefront, show. Like, outside, lakefront, fireworks going yeah, off. Dude. You know, it's like a movie, seriously. Um, and those have been some of the best shows that I've ever had in my life. Man, uh, I will say this, man. It's impressive. You know, when you look at your resume, you appreciate it. Um, right now, you're managed by Philly. Uh, yeah. Would you say? I mean, I would say Philly's more like just my, my, my the big brother that I never had. That, okay, you know, I always get his opinion. He guides yep. me the best he can, and you know, I value his opinion. Obviously, like we were talking about before mm. too, like he's done so much in the industry, and and sometimes can see things from outside mm. perspectives, like. Like, I've always learned that you have to be careful who you ask opinions from because if mm-hmm. they're not in the industry that you're in, they might not understand it or they might see it different. And, and yeah. he's one of the, the most successful people I know in my industry, you know, been around this and, and can kind of guide me um, and give me advice. So, um, you know, but he does my videos. We're shooting movies together. Well, that, that's what I, I'm get, I'm kind of going to get to. you. Yeah. You edit music videos. Yeah. You direct movies together. You've even featured in films. Yeah, one that recently came out. What has that experience been like for you? Because, like, I mean, the names that follow these these experiences, Young Thug, Little Baby, like, yeah. these are. I mean, <laughs> these are. <laughs> Sometimes huge, I forget. Man. I'm like, damn, that's right. I did work with Little yeah. Baby and these guys. Um, I think the thing for me is, you know, kind of like what we were saying before of how, how how music and just, you know, this constant struggle of always, you know, trying to expand and get better. And the biggest thing for me is as an artist, right, like it's really saturated. There's yeah. so many artists trying mm-hmm. to make it. I mean, I, they said there's like like 40 million songs uploaded on Spotify like a day <laughs> or some crazy shit. Yeah. And so editing was almost unexpected for me like i had started editing my own music videos um just based off the fact that you know philly was busy and i wanted to be able to pick my facial expressions and hand movements and you know so i started learning how to edit my own videos and 
it got to a point where Philly was like, yo, you're pretty dope at this. Like, you want to come make some money with me and you can travel with me and we can, you know, work with other artists. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and so editing kind of gave me a way to get my foot in the door um, and, and it for it to be a more of an organic approach, right? Like, here's the problem, right? So I got Philly around me. I got my guy Randala around me who does photos. I got my guy B. Scott around me who produces, makes beats, songwrites. Mm-hmm. And so one of the biggest struggles for me, like if I'm just being completely honest, is when we would go places, like those guys were able to provide immediate value, right? Like everybody needs a video. Everybody needs photos, whether it's an artist, a singer, yep. a, a business. Like every, not everybody, but a lot of people need beats, you know, for things. But what a lot of people didn't need is another artist. Yeah. Because it's like, there's so many of us. So editing was able to give me a, a sense of being able to really get in here good with these people. Cause if I just go up to, you know, TI and I'm like, Hey bro, check out my music. He's going to be like, bro, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. You know, but like when I'm doing the edits on his TV show or mm-hmm. his movie, now me and him instantly are connecting and then it organically comes up. Like they don't even know I do music until, you know, we're working together and they're like, Oh damn. You got you got music out? Oh, you just did a song with Sean Kingston? Like, damn. Yeah. And then it's more of like an organic relationship mm-hmm. um, than me having to try to pitch myself as the next big artist or whatever. So editing is really what kind of got me um, to be in the mix with these guys more. And it's a, it's a nice situation because yeah. I'm able to travel with Philly. We meet all these big artists. Man, you've been you in know? Dubai. I've seen you, <laughs> man, in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Mocha Bless. Um, you um, know, we went a lot of these places with him. Um, didn't you film an on-spot video last minute there? That sounds like all of our <laughs> videos. Like, I mean, bro, we it's it's crazy. Like, we've shot videos in Colombia, uh, Dubai. I got a, a video, Portugal, Morocco, Turkey <laughs> twice, Hawaii. I mean, I've been all around the world off of music and, you know, editing and, yeah. and helping shoot. So, I mean, it's been a great, it's nice because it's all intertwined, you mm-hmm. know, it's not like I got to go do a whole separate job, you know, to, to make a living. Like I can mm-hmm. stay in this industry and kind of do both. So it's like, we got a new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time you see this interview, it'll probably be out. Yeah. And it was so dope for me because it was like a triple threat or almost like a quadruple threat. I was able to edit. You know, I did the rough edit. Uh, I was assistant editor, put all the scenes together, synced audio, backed up files. Then I acted in it. You yeah. know, I was in acting. And then they used my music on the soundtrack, you know, so I can still play the artist card and, and have music in there. And then I'm also part owner of it. So it's like, it was like four whammies in one, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, that's been a blessing. And I think that's kind of really what the next level is going to be, you know, movies and music through these experience what has been your favorite project my favorite project i mean if we're speaking musically or we talking about like videos that i've helped edit for other people oh, no, across the board what was one that you personally had your hands in involved um i think out of all the stuff that i've done me personally like as an artist I would say um, my song Got It Next with Lil Saucy, another Milwaukee artist, um, was one of my favorite projects just as far as recording the song. And, you know, we had to remake the beat. That was dope. Like a lot of times that's not a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, the beat sold and you got to remake the beat. But in this case, I had my guy B. Scott do it in Crystal Knives and they just, they remade this, bro, and it was a banger. And, yeah. and we brought Lil Saucy in and we went and shot, uh, we shot the music video at a military museum mm-hmm. um, right on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois. And uh, it was only like 50 bucks to rent this whole place out. I'm talking like tanks and choppers and like the whole. Yeah, okay. Now, you know I, know what, yep. yeah, now I know what you're talking everybody's about. Everybody's driven past this place on the freeway. Yep. So, you know, when I seen that video, I was just like. Damn. And with the new beat and then Lil Saucy came in and just killed it, like literally murdered it. And I mean, that's one of my favorite projects to this day, um, you know, that I've ever done. Man, well, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing where talent will take you. I mean, I could could definitely relate. Like I haven't traveled the world yet. 
Oh, you're I'll getting say, there. Yeah, but yeah, you're it's, getting there. You know, um, where I've been able to get my foot in these doors has been like the best reward. And yeah. it's always the story because yeah. everyone has their different stories. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. The Nothing insight. is easy. Nothing yeah. is easy. And, I, yeah. you know, when I try talking to people, I try telling them, like, it, it's kind of how you said earlier. You have to love this. You have to want Gotta this. You it. have to breathe it. Yeah. Because most people, once they get to their first wall, it's just like. They're like, all right, I'm all going. Right, I'm, I'm going. It's like, nah, you got you to gotta figure it out. Um, and even I used to struggle with that too. Like there'd be certain things where I'd hit a roadblock or an obstacle and I'd just be dead in the water on that specific thing. And it's like, you got to find a way to maneuver past it or come yeah. up with an alternative or, you know, otherwise it's just the execution is really what it's all about. Like everybody's got a million amazing ideas and mm-hmm. amazing songs and amazing plans. But it's like, if you don't execute it and really like put a driving force behind it, like it's just, it's yeah. going to fizzle out. And that'll, that's it. Well, you know, you you rep Milwaukee proudly. Appreciate it. And, you know, we have love for Corey Piper. Man, you did that. (laughs) You did the halftime at the Milwaukee Bucks. Wasn't it the winning season? Wasn't it the championship uh, season? We played Toronto Raptors that game. Yeah. Forget the, the Toronto. En- <laughs> <laughs> the Drake curse. The Drake curse. It was it was an unreal feeling. Um you know, I used to go to go to Bucks games as a kid and watch like Michael Red and um, mm-hmm. Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell, like Tim Thomas, and to be center court, literally, like with my songs playing and and the whole crowd like tapped in was an unreal feeling. Um, so yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest yeah. biggest highlights. Well, it get it goes even further. I mean. Uh, let's take it to your homeland. Yeah, you know Hawaii. I mean? Where the roots. You co-headlined with G-Eazy. G-Eazy. Yeah. <laughs> what? How? First off, how did that come about? And two, just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of G-Eazy. That man Same. is just a beast. He's a beast. So the G-Eazy show, it's another interesting story. Um, so So one of Philly's guys was actually the promoter for that show. Um, mm-hmm. so he had reached out to let us know, um, like, you know, we got, we got an opening slot. If you're, if your guy wants it, if Corey wants it, he can open up for G easy. And it, that, it was just me and G easy. Like there Damn. were, you know, sometimes you go mm-hmm. to shows and there's like 20 people opening up and like multiple co-headliners and headliners. It was like, it was literally just me and him. Um, so for me, this was a huge deal. You know, like yeah. to go go back to my family roots in Hawaii, yeah. um, open up for G Easy. But what's so funny, right, is the show went good. The show went great. Um, but there was a moment in the show where I forgot my lyrics. And it was like <laughs> duh, I've never had that happen to me ever. Yeah. And, you know, so I, the reason it happened was I, I was writing this verse, right? I was in the hotel room and I was rapping this verse. And Philly's like, bro, that's cold. Like, you should do it just like that on stage. And normally I know better, right? Like, I know what I do and what's a part of my show and what's not a part of my show. And I was like, I ain't scared. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll try it. And so literally I remember I'm on stage and I'm like, all right, I start this little freestyle rap. I get like four bars in, right? Like the first couple lines, everyone was like, oh, oh, damn. Like, he's killing me. And then, like, four lines in, I just drew a blank. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I've never <laughs> experienced this moment. I got 4,000 people staring at me, like, just waiting for me to say something. And I yeah. was like a deer in headlights because I never, you know. And, like, I'm not always the smoothest, like, GQ dude, right? So, like, I could have played it off. Like, a lot of artists ha- have messed up and they just play it off, you know? Mm-hmm. I was literally like, oh, my bad, guys. I'm sorry. I just wrote this on the way in. Like, I, like, had a full-blown apology to the crowd. Ah, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> of, like, you know, I felt bad. I'm like, damn. So I, I literally, I in my head, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to back down. So I restarted the rap, right? I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get through mm. it. I seen it, like, as a movie scene. Like, I'm going to overcome it, and the crowd's going to go crazy, and it's going to yeah. all work out. Bro, I started over. I draw a blank in the same part, in the same exact spot, dude, four lines in, drew a blank. I just had to go to the next song. And it was yeah. like, bro, that that moment ate me alive for the longest time. But what it taught me was, you know, I was so used to the Summerfest shows 
where, you know, I, w- I would come in and that crowd just like goes crazy no matter what you say or what you do. Like they would just, you know, Summerfest was a different beast. So I wasn't as prepared for that G-Eazy show as I should have been. Yeah. And that was kind of like a big wake up call for me. And I was like, OK, I need I can't just wing these shows anymore. Like I need mm-hmm. a, I need to actually rehearse this. I need to have a, a plan. That's when I grabbed G.A. He DJs for me mm-hmm. like all my shows. You know, I got my guy Tim who plays the drums for me. And that's when I really took my shows to like the next level. And I was like, all right, I can't do this no more. I, like. I'll tell you, like, the editor of the show, Stephen Van Plew, um, he's family to me, Mm -hmm. but he's really taught me how to be organized. Yeah, it's big. And and that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that that type of moment teaches you who you are. You know, are you going to quit? Are you going to stop on stage or are you going to, you know, persevere? I could have went back home and cried myself to sleep like, oh, I messed up the Jeezy show. But it's like, nah, I came back bigger and better. And the next show I was like, that ain't happening again. Yeah, Well, that hasn't stopped you because you've you've come across uh, platforms like MTV, BT, Bravo, Nickelodeon. Um, That type of exposure. Mm -hmm. How has that impacted your life? Um, so I'm going to be honest, right? I think, I think those credentials, um, at first glance has, you know, been a big help to me. Like when somebody's like, oh, he was on MTV, BET, Bravo. They're like, oh damn, he's legit. You know? So I think it gave me some credibility, um, at first glance, but I also think too, like it doesn't always like do what people think. Like just because your music or your video is played on MTV or these stations doesn't mean immediately you're blowing up, you know, like even with those credentials, like I still had to grind I still Mm -hmm. had to get it. But I definitely think on paper, you know, people love credentials and love to, Mm -hmm. you know, so in that sense, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I, I think people started taking me serious more and they were just like, Oh yeah, this, this kid's legit. Well, this has led into um, big time collaborations with, yeah. with people like Sean Kingston. Yeah, Sean Kingston. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's talk about that, man. Your video that or your song that came along with it. Yeah, it's almost uh, the songs. Um, I think collectively that boy is almost at like four or five million streams between the the original the remix, um, <laughs> the video. Yeah, I mean it was that's that's my biggest record for sure. Yeah. Um, and it was dope because so when I when I made that first song that I was talking about earlier when we went to Hawaii and Philly shot the video, mm-hmm. when I was in the studio, my guy JB, um, he's a producer and, and DJ from the city. Shout out JB one time. He produced my first album. And I remember when I was in the studio, I literally was playing Sean Kingston records. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, this is kind of the vibe that I want for me and my sound and the island mixed with a little bit of rap. And, you know, so for me to then fast forward, you know, 10 years and have a song with Sean Kingston was crazy. Isn't that manifestation crazy? crazy. I couldn't believe it. Um, And. Don't get me wrong. It was it was it was a it was a, a rough process a little bit in certain ways. Like it, it took two years to get that song done. Yeah, you know I had I had hit Sean on an Instagram DM. He hit me back right away, which was I was like, damn. I'm like I literally I turned to my girl. I'm like, yo, I'm talking to Sean Kingston right yeah. now. Like, cause you gotta understand, like this is Justin Bieber, Sean Kingston, and mm-hmm. like Nicki Minaj, Sean, like he's got records with the biggest people, like the biggest pop stars, and we're talking like millions, probably billions of streams and views, mm-hmm. you know, and and so to be communicating with him was already like had my head spinning. I was like, damn, this is dope. Um, so, but the thing is, you got to understand, like when you're dealing with an artist that's on that level and like mm-hmm. of that caliber, like. It can be tricky sometimes. It's not just like, you know, when you do a feature with your buddy and he pulls up and you guys wrap the song together and then you put it out and everything's all great. Like, you know, it was tough just kind of dealing with his schedule and, and, you know, like the things that he's got all kinds of things going on, you know. So I had I had sent him. Well, this is another crazy thing. The the computer crashed. Right. So we had cut this demo and and. We sent Sean three records, three different options, and, you know, said, mm-hmm. pick whichever one you like the best. And so the one that he picked, when I went to go back and, like, get the files and stuff situated, because I had to send him the instrumental for him to record on it, the computer crashed. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
all the files were gone. So we had to like rebuild that loop. It started like, I'll play the original for you. It was a real basic broken down, like acoustic version of, of almost like just this loop, you mm-hmm. know? And so we had to rechop the loop. And so we sent it to him and, you know, after we had gotten the vocals back, like then we had to rebuild the beat. And when, you know, uh, uh, over at N43 Records, my guy Steve and Tim. Yeah. Um. Yep. They helped build that beat up, and mm-hmm. I remember getting a call from Steve, and he was like, "Yo, this is kind of like it's not matching up on the grid. It's almost like the BPM changes, and I think that's because we had chopped that loop to send to Sean so that he could record his parts. You know, so somehow yeah. along the way, it some got off timing wise, and then they were having an issue, and it was just like, oh man. And like I said, the the song took two years. So I had did the business with Sean and, and then it was like a waiting game, right? So like mm-hmm. every week I'm checking in, hey, Sean, how you doing? You know, any progress on the track? And, you know, I keep checking in, keep checking in. And after two years, it's crazy because a lot of people would have been like, bro, it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's, he's, he's not going to send it back. Like just give up. And. I was so frustrated. I'm like, nah, it's cool. I'm going to keep it professional. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to just keep checking in. And no lie, after two years, all of a sudden I get a, a text or a email or whatever it was at like six in the morning. And it's like, yo, the record's done. The files are in your email. So it's like 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm in the dining room, right? Everybody in my house is sleeping. My girl, the kids. And I'm jamming this Sean King. <laughs> Bro, I'm crying. I'm crying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I did it. I did it. We got the record. And like the thing is too, like, you know, it was frustrating to wait two years, but like Sean sang his ass off on this yeah. hook. Like he didn't just go in there and cut whatever. Exactly. Cause most art there's a lot of artists that do that, man. Absolutely. I've heard the stories. Yeah, I've heard stories too. So it's like, I mean, he went he gave me signature Sean Kingston with the melodies and the harmonies and the ad libs and the quality. And, you know, when it was all said and done, I mean, it's a hit record. Yeah. Yeah, and it's my biggest record, uh, you know, to this day. Man, well, you 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 got other hits. I, I got some you, other hits, definitely. You got MIA. <laughs> yeah, MIA. Shout out to Wisco YD. You got Pineapple Express. Uh, shot in uh, Portugal. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, people, this ain't no lie. Bro, this ain't no lie. And which one, you, which one you dropping soon? Um, So I got one with Cap G. Cap G. Um, Call all makes sense. Um, I think that's gonna be a big record for us. It's a little bit more like um, motivational. I mean, it's not like corny motivational though. It's like you mm-hmm. know, still got that sound to it. Um, and I got this one called Cafe Con Leche. Um, okay, actually, that Philly helped write. You know, he had sent me a little. <laughs> bro, you should hear the voice memos that he be sending me singing. Dog. He's got the little auto tune on his app, not on his oh, phone no, app. He's sending me the craziest <laughs> voice memos. But like, literally, no lie. The second he sent it, there was a little melody that he did in there, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a hit." That's right there. I went to the studio and I just built on it, and then you know we put verses on it, and I've been excited to drop that yeah. one for a while. So yeah, probably those two are going to be the next ones coming. But I'm working on a full length album though too. Yeah. I think it's time to um you know drop an album. I doing I've been doing a lot of singles for a mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. just because I feel like with social media and, and people's attention spans nowadays, like I didn't want to give them something that was too long and then yeah. and then shit gets skipped over or missed and you know lost in the sauce. I feel like when you do singles and videos, it's kind of like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But now I think, um, you know, just where I'm at in my life and with how much music I've built up in my catalog, um, you know, I want to do a full-length album. So That's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. And that, those are those steps. I mean, as it comes, you know what I mean? I felt like since I've been on this journey, you know, things have fallen into place. And and, and that comes with the, the hard dedication that I, I yeah. put into this. You know, a big thing for me is that I do this and um, I want my my children to watch Absolutely. this. And you have a son. You yep. have your, your, your mini me. Yep. So we got yeah. two kids. I got my son and then my stepson. Yeah. Um. And man, they're growing right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're, well, I they're, saw you at um Anthony Pettis's yep, fight. Not yep. this last fight, but the one, the, before, one yep. before. Yeah. I had my son Leland there with. Me. And um, what is that like? I mean, fatherhood. You're traveling. You're doing all these things. But he gets to see the like the success of that. What is it like for you? Um, I mean, I think um, it's 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 been great, and there's aspects of it that are tough. Um, you know, I think the great thing is that the kids get to see my work ethic. 
you know, and mm-hmm. they get to see me moving and grooving and making it happen and, and not backing down. And I, I definitely think they pick up on that. Um, you know, just seeing me every day, always getting into, getting to it. And, and they're starting to learn different ways to like network and, and yeah. how to, um, you know, brand themselves. And like, cause I tell people like, it's not about talent. Like you could have the best talent, but there's all other kids that are talented too. Like you need to see yourself almost as a business or a brand. And For sure. There's a lot of dope little things that they, they pick up on. Um, I would say like, if I'm just being honest too, like, you know, the struggle of being an artist sometimes is tough just to provide that stability for them, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I'm always coming and going, I'm hopping on a flight, I'm coming back home, you know, so there's there's moments that sometimes I miss because we're traveling or we're working, you know, and, you know, even though they know that I'm out there working and getting to it and doing it for them, like, that still takes a toll on me sometimes, you know, because I like to be at every basketball game, every baseball game, like, pick yeah. up pick up from school, drop off at school. Like I, I'm very, like when I get home, I go crazy. Yeah. You know, we're doing like every event we're doing, you know, everything we can to spend that time. Cause I know, Hey, I might have to leave next week. We might got more yeah. jobs or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, I think it's been, you know, it's been great. Well, man. Well, I, from what I've seen, you know what I mean? Like running into you, seeing it personally, you do seem like a great father. And I just want to commend you on that. Appreciate that, man. Well, you know, through, through this, um, I mean, you've already had success. Where do you see yourself in the, the next five? Um, I think, you know, I, I think like I mentioned earlier, the movies is really going to be a next big chapter for us the mm-hmm. next few years. Um, just because, well, let's talk about the one. We just shot a movie called Soul um, yeah. with Trader Truth, mm-hmm. rapper in Houston. Um, and it's it's dope. I'm excited. It's dropping any day, like literally any day. Yeah. Um, and just to see, you know, the, the dope thing about movies is it's really like music videos, but on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know, you're still filming. It's still, you know, talent, cast, wardrobe, makeup, like, you know, syncing audio clips, cutting scenes up. I mean, it's literally the same same thing, just on a bigger level. So um, I think I think we're about to be some heavy hitters in the movie industry. And, sure. and, you know, Philly's on it. He's going crazy. Um, and that's always been a big thing for him is he's wanted to tap into this and, you know, with the editing and the fact that I can supply music and I can act, um, you know, I think that's going to be kind of where we're at here moving forward. Um, but I, I've been doing a lot of stuff with sync libraries too. Okay. So, um, I just got accepted in a couple of those and those are basically companies that supply music for TV shows, film, wow. video games, uh, ESPN. Get it, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's... <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> so that's kind of like another, you know, thing that's in the background, just cooking. Yeah. Just, you know, if you can get a couple of songs approved in there and they start getting placed and that's royalty checks, you know, coming forever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of where it's at right now. Man, I love it, man. I, I love, you know, that's the one thing what, what I, I love about doing what I'm doing is like I... I, I get to see the success and this just tells me in my head where I can take where I'm going. Yeah. You know, I have my own lane. You have your own lane. You yeah. know, you've made this this branding, you know what I mean? You've yeah. been consistent with it and it sticks now. You know, mm-hmm. when you you throw a post up, you got 300 plus people liking it. So many comments or you throw a video up, you have thousands upon thousands of views, millions mm-hmm. of views already. Um, you know, that that's big. That's mm-hmm. big for especially for the the kids that are that are watching this. Yeah. unravel mm-hmm. um just to know that it's yeah. possible you know? yeah exactly so mm-hmm. what advice would you give to aspiring artists i would say you know just just don't take things you know when when you have obstacles or when you have you know um drawbacks and things like that i think just you got to stay consistent you can't get discouraged um you need to pick an industry or something that you really love mm-hmm. um you know, and also, too, I think, like, you know, don't burn your bridges. That's a big one that a lot of people, I don't think, um, you know, it's it's underrated little trait to have. Like, you never know what situation you're going to be in, you know, where somebody might need your help or you might need somebody else's help. And, you know, I've seen way too many talented people blow up or, or, mm-hmm. or say some wild off-the-wall shit, you know, and, and then 
it screws them over in the future because now you just cut off a whole bunch of people that you yep. could have potentially done business with down, you know, down the road, you know, cause things are always changing. People's situations are changing. So you never know when you're going to run into somebody or when you're going to, you know, business might make sense to collaborate with somebody else. But it's like, if you were bad mouthing them five years ago, it's out of there. Yeah. You know? So I think just having self-awareness of how you move and how you carry yourself, um, you know, and just taking that serious. Well, man, you know, um, I appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you. I, I, I really feel it's important that you did come on because this has been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a long time coming, but I felt like your presence on the platform says so much more. I've had many big names, you know what I mean? Like many great names that have come on here, but with your story, I mean, we're damn near the same age. Yeah. You know what I mean? One year apart. And the way I see it is like looking at your success and over the years of your consistency, aspiring to be like that. Um, I want you to know I'm I'm a fan of your music. Thank I you. also want you to know you represent this city very, and and I'm proud to say that. So keep driving with that dog, yeah, absolutely. man. Absolutely, you too, man. Shout yeah. out to you one time. Hey, hit the little hit the little <laughs> button for yourself one time. <laughs> Um, you know, just, just stick with it, bro. You've been killing it. Every yeah. interview that I've watched is dope because I've learned something, you know, from these mm -hmm. guests that you have or just different, um, perspectives and, and ways of looking at things. And I think that's really big, you know, like you said, for the younger kids and just the people watching and people that, you know, yeah. need a little help or, or, or want to soak up this game, you yeah. know, the best way is to just learn from people that are in it and doing it. And, you For know, sure. that's what your platform provides, you know, yeah. everybody is able to tell their story and kind of what worked for them and what didn't work for them. And then people can kind yeah. of use that and take bits and pieces that work for their life and their situation. And, um, you know, it's great. The city definitely needs it. Yeah, know? man. I, I feel like our city, especially now, like, we're in this bubble that's about to pop. And, yeah, it's about to pop. And and for real, like with talents like you, um, it, it's it's just as inspiring. And it, it, I, this is what drives me. This is what yeah. tells me like it's possible. Definitely. So again, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, with that being said, you head out.